Hello everybody and welcome to another of our Learn With Sue Walk and Talk podcasts. I am really excited about this one because it's some of the things that I reflect on regularly at the end of the year or beginning of the, the following year and I thought I'd share with you a few thoughts that have come from various people in the space of positive psychology uh, to see how we might reflect on our learnings and where we're heading. So um, when we think about Learn With Sue Walk and Talk podcast, it is all about how do we be the best we can be? How do we use the research and the science? And one of the activities that I've done for many, many years on some of our programs is I ask people to reflect on their perfect day. So let me just pause for a moment. Reflect on what does a perfect day look for you? Now, maybe I'm not necessarily a believer you'll have a perfect day. Who knows what a perfect day is? But as close to your ideal, if you could have your ideal day, what would it consist of? And if you want to pause this and write it down, if you're not walking along the beach or uh, driving your car, by all means do. Think about what is your perfect day. Then when you've done that, then reflect on what would a perfect weekend look like? What would an ideal weekend look like for you? And again, just reflect on what sort of things would be included in your perfect weekend. Now, I think these are two interesting questions. And what I've found over the years of people uh, doing this reflection and then potentially sharing uh, their thoughts, if we're in a group, um, sharing their thoughts around what does the perfect day look like or what does the perfect weekend look like? One of the things that I've noticed are that there are some similar themes that come through, shall we say. So I don't know what you've got written down, uh, who knows, or what you've thought about in your head when you had those few seconds to think. One of the themes that I've noticed over the years is usually there is some, there's some key elements. So I'll give you what those key elements are and you can see if they're on your list. So one of the key elements is usually people have something along the lines of time with myself. Uh, and that could be doing all sorts of things, but usually there is a portion of time that people really want to have alone. There is pretty much always a portion of time where people want to be with other people. So if you think about your perfect weekend, you might have some time to yourself, you might have some time with other people. It's fairly common that we get both in our whatever our perfect weekend looks like. One very common theme is usually something around exercise. Uh, people will often say this by myself might be going for a run, going for a swim, going for a walk, whatever it happens to be. Equally, that could be, I want to go and do a park run or I want to uh, do something with others. Um, but usually exercise is in there as well. One thing that's pretty much always in there, and I suppose it's an essential as well, is good food. Uh, and again, usually that is with other people, um, but there's usually a good food, as in somebody cooking for you or you cooking for others or having a nice meal in a wonderful restaurant or having your favorite meal, whatever it happens to be. Uh, but usually food is involved in a perfect day or a perfect weekend. Uh, you will sometimes find uh, for many people there is some form of work. I know there is for me in my perfect, uh, perfect day, there is some form of work. Um, and that will depend on different people, um, but you may find that, and when I say work, I don't necessarily mean paid work, 
Um, it may or may not be your paid work right now, but there will be some form of effort, whether it's your perfect day is including you writing, uh, or your perfect day is including gardening, or your perfect day is including uh, something where you're actually doing something, whether it's uh, what we would traditionally think of as maybe a hobby, if you like, or a non-paid work, um, or whether it's actually paid work. But what's really interesting, there is usually some form of work or effort in people's perfect days or perfect weekends. And again, I don't know what was on your list. One of the things that I find really interesting is very rarely have I had somebody do something completely uh, out of the ordinary. So uh, very occasionally, I remember one particular person said um, on the Friday night, they would make sure they buy their own private island that had a resort on it. And then they would fly into that island so that they woke up there on a Saturday morning and they would spend the day in their plunge pool sipping Mai Tais that's brought to them by somebody else. And then there would be a helicopter flight, etc. Um, but it's very rare that I've had those sorts of things. And I do remember the Mai Tais in particular of the person. Um, it's very rare that we get those sorts of extremes. As I say, a common theme is time by myself, time with friends or family, time outdoors, uh, time eating good food and time doing some form of effort. As I say, not necessarily work in the traditional sense of the word, but some form of work. Now, I don't know what that looks like for you. But one of the things, one of the original people who got me into this space was an amazing gentleman called Lou Tice. He's passed away many years ago now. Uh, he uh, was somebody that I was introduced to very early on. And um, one of the thing, one of the sayings that he had that really has stuck with me for the last 25, 30 years is make your unusuals usual. And I'm not sure I really understood that initially. And yet it helps me when I link it to my perfect day. Because if I've decided my perfect day includes X, Y, and Z, how close do I get there on a regular basis? And so for some of my uh, make the unusuals usual, I remember the first time I went to Cafe Sydney, which is a beautiful restaurant in Sydney overlooking the uh, Circular Quay in the harbour. And um, for many years, I certainly wouldn't have been able to afford going there. And uh, we went there once on Christmas Eve Eve. Um, so we always do Christmas Eve Eve dinner. And um, we went there and it was like huge. It was a huge thing to go to Cafe Sydney. Since then, I've been lucky enough to go to Cafe Sydney on in numerous occasions, probably 20 occasions now, um, because my unusual became usual. Um, the first time I had a decent holiday at a really nice hotel felt, oh my goodness, it was amazing. I'd only ever stayed in hostels and things like that before. And it was like, wow. And now I've been lucky enough to stay in many lovely hotels. So it could be that your perfect day, you may not be quite there yet. Uh, maybe you are, I don't know. Maybe you've already attained your perfect day. But if you link it together with how do you make your unusuals usual? If you want to exercise every day because you love exercising every day, well, you may never get there every single day. Who knows, maybe you do. But even if you don't, how do you make your unusuals usual so that it becomes more frequent? 
And if we are consistently pulling towards those things that increase our well-being, that's perhaps moving us towards our perfect day. If we know one of our perfect days includes time alone, do we make sure that we put that regularly into our calendar? If we know that having cooking a lovely meal for friends is one of the things on the perfect day, then how do we increase that? Now, of course, we want to make sure that we don't just take it for granted and our usuals become usual in a way of, oh, well, you know, boring, that sort of usual. We still want to bring the art of noticing, the noticing something new, the mindfulness to those processes. So that was the first thing that I thought might be interesting to reflect on. If you were to pull closer towards your perfect day or your perfect weekend, what would it be? And what steps are you going to put in place to make that happen? Because we know that personal responsibility in the well-being space is really important. We can't just wait for someone to give it to us or uh, wait for somebody to, you know, to win the lottery, etc. And woohoo, I can have my perfect day. So the second thing that I thought might be useful for us to sort of chat about, and I sometimes uh, reflect on this, so at the end of the year I often talk about these things and we'll be having a conversation much more deeply uh, on our final session of the year on uh, uh, our Sue member session, is really looking at um, the alignment in your world. So I'm going to give you sort of three things and you can grab three pieces of paper later if you want to do this on or you can divide a piece of paper into three or you can do it on your phone or you can create a padlet or whatever you want to do. Um, I'm going to give you three different topic headings if you like. The first one is pleasure. So jot down all the things that bring you pleasure. Whatever it happens to be, it could be reading or music or being with your friends or being out in nature, whatever it is, um, it can be work or non-work. That's entirely up to you. But jot down all the things that bring you pleasure. Then the next piece is all the things around your strengths. What are your strengths? What sort of strengths do you have that really bring you energy? And those of you who know the strengths profile, uh, you'll know it measures performance, energy and use. So think about those things as well. What are your strengths? Um, mine often sound, I'm sure, quite boring to other people and yeah, I love them. Uh, time optimizer, work ethic, mission, legacy, narrator, spotlight, self-belief, etc. What are some of your strengths? And jot those down. Maybe you've got relating to children, maybe you've got problem solving, maybe you've got zest and energy, who knows. And then the third heading is about meaning. And this will include your values in here. So we know that uh, our life increases in meaning when we live in line with our values. So have a think about meaning. Uh, what brings you a sense of meaning? Is it making a difference? Is it um, political activism? Is it uh, fairness as one of your values? What brings you a sense of meaning in life? Once you've done that, either on three separate pieces of paper or dividing a piece of paper or on your app or whatever it happens to be, then what I'd love you to do is pop them together and see where they overlap. So imagine three circles like a Venn diagram, where's the overlap? And this is a fabulous exercise that I did many, many years ago um, from Tal Ben-Shahar. He talks about it in his book, Happier. And it's a way of really exploring um, what would you like to be doing in your world, whether it's your working world or your personal life, but what would you like to be doing? And what's really interesting is where we can find that overlap. So you might find that 
if you've got strengths around relating with children and you love being around children and you get meaning from working with children, maybe there's an overlap you can easily see there. Some of them may be a little tougher. So you might have what gives you pleasure is gardening. Uh, what gives you or one of your strengths is diligence and persistence or perseverance or patience and what gives you meaning is making the world a better place and you realize that actually you love being out in nature and you love supporting nature etc there could be a whole different range of things but the idea is is you jot down all the things that give you pleasure all the of your strengths and then the things that give you meaning or align to your values what your values are and then you really look to see what's where the overlap is and what is it telling you what can you reflect on? One of the things you might find if you put those two activities together, you may even find that some of those things feed in to your perfect day or your perfect weekend. When I think about this for myself, I um, have my values up on the wall. I have them in a little bit of a hierarchy. So I have making a difference at the top and then I have fairness and zest underneath. Um, and then I have a couple of others that sort of sit underneath that. So I have this little sort of hierarchy and they all feed in to the making a difference. Um, I have my strengths and uh, as many of you know, I often look at my strengths and how they're supporting me in doing what I'm doing. Uh, partly number three right now is narrator, uh, which is telling stories and anecdotes to share learning. Uh, potentially spotlight, which is my number seven. Um, and I have to admit, I absolutely love uh, sharing knowledge and facilitating learning uh, with anybody, whether it's uh, on Learn With Sue, whether it's on our Diploma of Positive Psychology and Wellbeing or our certification programs or keynotes, etc. So have a look at where some of your um, strengths, your values and your pleasures really feed into what you'd like. And then maybe think about if your perfect day or your perfect weekend consists of whatever it consists of. How do you make them usual? How do you ensure that each day you're pulling towards that best version of you? That person that is making a difference uh, in a way that matters to you. How are you going to show up with whether it's zest and energy, whether it's calm and being centered, but the best version of you to make a difference in the world. And the funny thing is, I'm guessing I haven't said anything on these last 15 minutes that you don't already know. I'm guessing that you understand this, but many of us and I, you know, I have a saying, you know, it, do you do it? Do we take the time to actually think about and reflect on our life and what's going on for us and how we can be the best we can be? How can we make a bigger difference? Uh, how can I increase uh, the joys in my life, my opportunity to use my strengths and live in line with my values? So even if there's nothing new here, I hope you'll take a moment to reflect. One of the things I always do sometime December, January, I always take some time to review my values, to review my strengths, to see where I'm heading. I'm not massive on goal setting. I have to admit some of you might be much better at where do I see myself five years from now, 10 years from now. I don't tend to be that way, but I do tend to think about how do I want to live my life and who do I want to be and how do I try to be the best that I can be. Never necessarily perfect, which is why I shy away from the word perfect a little bit. But how do I uh, show up as the best version of myself a little more frequently? 
So I'll leave you with that thought. I'm intrigued if I ever get to hear what your perfect day or your ideal weekend is. Uh, I would love to know from you. Uh, in the meantime, I will see you again on one of our next sessions. If you are going to join our member sessions, please check out learnwithsue.com.au for a lot more information. And um, yes, I will see you on the next session. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye.